There's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. A lot of things. We're living in the worst timeline, and that was just a little taste of it. Kanye West wearing I don't know what on his head decided to go on Infowars to talk about how much he loves Hitler, how much he appreciates the Nazis, because I mean, there are very fine people on that side. I mean, that's essentially what he said in one of his rants. And well, he's on that side. He says he loves Hitler. Yeah, I mean, a good point. And yeah, I don't know what he's wearing. Whatever. But like, let's let's we're going to show you two compilations because there were terrible things said throughout the show. And honestly, like, I want to just quickly ask you. I feel like just. Playing the videos and hearing the disgusting, toxic garbage, the vile speech coming out of his mouth. And I know we're going to condemn it, but it's also, I don't know, does it help by showing the videos and like repeating that disgusting garbage? Well, I'll tell you what. So, this is an issue that we have to deal with all the time. Yeah. If you just air stuff without giving context, you're doing damage, right? But you'd be shocked at the number of people that have heard that stuff, and now almost everybody's, or a lot of people have heard it. But never heard the counter. So you always think like, what, you have to counter is that Hitler is not a good guy? I guess at this point, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. a lot of right wingers don't know. Like they're like, oh, what's the big deal, right? Because they've only been fed conspiracy theories and insanity, right? So that's why we have to beat it back. Remember when we tried to ignore the right wing when they were first rising like a decade ago yeah, on YouTube? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I thought, who would believe this trash, right? And it turns out a lot of people would believe that trash. So now speaking of trash, look, quick comment before the compilations. If you notice in that clip, Nick Fuentes is like, yeah, as he's talking about how much he loves Hitler. So, peas in a pot. Alex Jones looked uncomfortable. Why? Alex Jones brought him on to whitewash it and go, oh, you're not a Nazi, right? And he's like, no, I do like Nazis. Oops. I feel a heightened connection with the universe when I'm ramping up. Abs in a six-pack. Abs in a six-pack. Hello, abs in a six-pack. Abs in a six-pack is not the greatest podcast in the world. I know abs in a six-pack is a bad show, but what else do you have going on? We are drugged out. We are following other people's opinions. We are controlled by the media. Today, it all changes. This reality has been forced upon us. It is a choice, just like when I said slavery is a choice. Einstein said the definite of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. So we keep on saying, I hate you, I hate you, f*** you, f*** you, f*** you. How are we going to get a different result out of hate? Why don't we just try love? Why don't we just try love? We have the resources for a peaceful world. You know, sometimes you need some crazy motherfuckers to change something. Steve Jobs is crazy, now we all on Steve Jobs' phones. They say Trump's crazy, they say I'm crazy. But I'm here to show love. It's a bigger plan, and I'm just doing what the universe told me. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and I just watched that podcast, Abe and a Six Pack, and... It was the worst. It's a six-pack here for a swap cast with rebunks here on 12-22-22. What's up, guys? Hey, we're going to be talking about uh, Yay starting off. And um, I'm sure uh, the whole world has been watching what Kanye is doing. So I don't think we need too much of a refresher 
on that, but uh, we can. I do have NBC kind of at the top of the controversy, if you want to just start there and jump right into it. Yeah, that sounds good. And I got my Kanye hat on right here just to... I love it. <laughs> really drive it home here. I have this. Everybody in the audio, in the audio only audience, we got the. Um, what does it say? You're too small. But it's, oh, come on, dude! It's the standard "Make America Great Again" hat. The big red. Oh, it's the ultimate oh, okay. symbol of hate. I thought hate. it was going to say something. Uh, no, like, dude, uh, this is the real deal. No, that's the real deal nice. right there, dude. That's the ultimate Man, symbol of hate. <laughs> I got it at a. Um, at a make uh, what was that reawaken America tour, and they had a little booth there with a whole. They were just selling a bunch of Trump stuff, and I'm like, I mean, I gotta get one to put in the time capsule. Like you got, you got to. I mean, it's a piece of history, yeah. you know. It's, it really is. It's a collectible. I wish I had. I mean, it, it, the Trump NFTs I think are going to be worth a lot later on. You think? Probably one of the few NFTs that'll be worth anything. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. A lot of people in NFTs. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. No, that whole thing was pretty crazy. Like, I'm not really yeah, a Trump. I'm not. A, I'm not a Trump guy, especially these days. Like, God, dude, like, fuck off. But like, the hat. Yeah, his, the hat is funny. It's a good. It's a good <laughs> meme. Um, even in Tennessee, here though, you, it's a bold move to wear it in public. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Well, I'm in Nashville, so and and then that's so cool, man. Nice. Yes, this is our Wait, first. I about that. Dude, this is the first time that we've connected like on on a show that since I've been here. But yeah, dude, I'm just in. I'm in Nashville, bro. We're gonna have to kick it one of these days. I love that place. I love it, man. It's the best compared to Oregon. Like, no comparison. This place is uh, the greatest thing ever, man. I'm just loving every minute of it. Lots of ass out there. I mean, I've seen a lot of pretty ladies. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. So NBC. I think this is uh, Lester Holt. This is just a little. Two minute update for anybody that's been living under a rock. Um, this was kind of at the onset of the gay controversy. Also tonight, Kanye West's talent agency cutting ties after his recent offensive comments about Jewish people. It comes as banners supporting West appeared in L.A. over the weekend, fueling fears of rising anti-Semitism. Here's Stephanie Gosk. On a highway in Los Angeles, drivers were greeted with this anti-Semitic banner over the weekend following a recent string of hateful comments from rapper Kanye West, who is now known as Ye. Today, his talent agency, CAA, confirmed it is no longer representing West. Several other companies recently cut ties as well, while pressure is mounting on Adidas, home to the rapper's Yeezy brand, to do the same. The thing about it being Adidas is like, I could literally say anti-Semitic and they can't drop me. The company says their partnership is under review, but has not responded to requests for further comment. Just this afternoon, his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian, tweeting, hate speech is never okay or excusable. I stand together with the Jewish community and call on the terrible violence and hateful rhetoric towards them. Just to pause it here, do you think that uh, taunting of Adidas say, I can say anti-Semitic shit and they still won't drop me? Was that an intent (laughs) to get him? Was that he was goading them into intentionally dropping him, right? Like that was, that was, I, I feel like his, part. I feel like every single piece of it is him, like just trying to sever all ties. Like I've heard some people speculate it is to get out of these contracts, whether it's like musical contracts or business contracts. It's like, you know, if you're, if you're in a contract and you want to get out of it, but you're contractually obligated to fulfill that contract, even though you might have, might've been deceived or you might've been brought into it under false pretenses or whatever the case may be, 
and you find yourself in a situation that's not advantageous to you, what a wonderful way to get out of your contracts and just start screaming the most off the wall shit. And every, everybody like just distances themselves from you. It's like, have you seen that uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode? Do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah we, we talk about Larry yeah, David. Yeah, yeah. yeah you remember yeah. the one with the Make America Great Again hat? Right? Yeah, we're just yeah. trying to gets out of meetings that way and yes everything. exactly yeah. it's like how you socially distance uh, how you i guess there's that word again but how that's how you distance yourself from people you don't want to associate with by just put on a mega hat or just start yelling just go on alex jones and start yelling i love i love hitler <laughs> and i was yeah, like the way the word love, love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, alex wow. is like i was like well like, hold on now let's just calm down so like I mean, like figuratively, like you love, you love, like you, you're not actually like, you don't actually like Hitler, right? You're like, no, 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 no. I love Hitler. It's like, oh God, what is happening here? <laughs> it's like, so I, I don't know, man. Like it's a, uh, it's, it was a wild one. Like I, I was, uh, I was at work when it all started to go down. And like one of my, uh, one of my buddies who like uh, listens to, you know, I, I listen to Owen Benjamin and he, he's a Owen Benjamin listener. And he texted me and he's like, bro. Kanye's on Alex Jones, like dropping Owen Benjamin jokes on the air. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what is going on here? Like, I like, there's like a rip in the universe or something. And so that was, that was, uh, and I was like, okay, so I had to tune in and see what's going on here. But, uh, dude, what the heck? So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I honestly don't know what's going on, but the, but the funny thing about that is, is too, is that shortly after that, like, I don't know if it was before that it was around the same time, like Owen and, and Kanye had like, a mutual friend that put them in touch with each other. And, uh, and so like, you know, I don't know, like your listeners or whatever may, I don't know how familiar they are with Owen, but Owen kind of went through a similar situation where he started like pointing out, like, I don't know, <laughs> like, you know, the Jewish mafia and Hollywood and blah, 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 stuff like that. And like, yep. or those that call themselves Jews and, and hide and use it as a liability shield to commit crimes and say, no, 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 you can't criticize me. You can't prosecute me. Like you can't do anything. You can't touch me because that's anti-Semitic. You know, that's, that's where it gets a little dicey, but you know, as we'll get into it tonight, you know, there's no hate here. I've got people very close to me in my life. that are Jewish people. I love them, man. I love them to death. There's nothing, there's no hate at all. I just have problems with people that, hide behind it and use it as some sort of liability shield to avoid accountability or criticism. That's it. And that goes across the board too. If you guys, and I'll, I'll tell them about a little bit about your show, but you guys, if you're not familiar, so this is, this is Chris, sir, seat sitter. He does a show called abs in a six pack. Okay. Now the story behind that is like he had, uh, three friends originally their initials were a B S right. And, uh, um, over time, it got down to just the S or seat sitter, right? And so um, he does his show, Abs in a Six Pack Still. Um, it's a hilarious show. Part of the No Agenda universe. So if you guys are listeners, fans, supporters, um, if, if you enjoy – no, oh, hold on. Let me pull it up here. If you guys like the No Agenda show, then his format's very similar to that. I know he takes a lot of pride and puts a lot of effort into um, aggregating content, making clips – from uh his you know just whatever current events whatever they're talking about um he he takes clips from the show and he's he's got his website over here this is uh shitmyass.com or absnasixpack.com so these are some of his most recent episodes now one of the things he's been doing which is fantastic is the battle of the douchebags right so they start off it's like a it's like a, a bracket of uh the biggest douchebags in the universe and they use evidence to see who's the biggest douchebag in each round and it gets down to like 
who's who's the biggest baddest douchebag in the world and so uh they're up to number nine i think right now so very entertaining it's a very awesome entertaining show um I do this shit live. Yep, Bad Andy's in the chat. What's up? What's up? So you guys, yeah, if you want to jump in and chat with me, like this is what we're doing here. So I'm a big fan of Chris and all the work that he does. Um, it's a fantastic show. It's freaking hilarious. Um, and the clips and and he's a big. Uh, actually, I got to give Chris a lot of a lot of props because he's the one that um, originally helped put me in touch with Rob Dew over at Infowars, and so he had a big part in us getting connected over there with the Infowars crew. So I appreciate Chris's help with that. Um, so Chris's show is audio only. So he usually just does a, he does a live stream, which you can catch, you know, whenever he does his show live, it's over at podtard.com. So, you know, he, his humor translates in his URLs and I appreciate that. Um, oops, let's see here. Let's go. Bam. Listen live podtard.com. There it is. Um, I don't know if we're going to be, so he's boom. We were, we were having some audio issues ahead of time, but we're just, we're just doing it anyway. Let's stay on topic here. Let's stay on topic. So, so when I first heard this whole situation with yay, right. When I first heard about what he was saying, what he was doing, I'm like, well, this is interesting. First of all. Um, and of course, all of us are trying to determine like, what could it, what could this possibly be about? Like, what is going on here? Is there like, you know, obviously is this like him being sent in to shatter the truth community? Is this him like trying to, uh, you know, make us look, like idiots is trying to hijack the movement. Like what's, what is this? What's going on? You know, and, and people who are in contact with him, you know, they're, they're talking about how like, no, this is just him being him. Like he's kind of, he's pushed to a brink, you know, and you see a lot of interesting things happening around it. And it's like, I'm not going to be, I've said this on other shows when this topic came up, but it's like, I'm not the one that's going to blame, uh, uh, large groups of people for any, any problems, any, any one of my problems. Like that's not, mind to say i've heard some really good takes on it though some of the takes that i've heard that i thought were really interesting are uh i guess it was the the curtis stone episode that uh he was on with owen benjamin i can't remember what episode that was but it was fairly recently in the last couple weeks just go look at the episode of curtis stone on owen and they have a great conversation around it and uh and one of the things curtis said he said something to the effect of like you know you just you look at the phenomenon of there being an over maybe, maybe an overrepresentation in, in media, Hollywood, pharmaceutical companies that of like people who call themselves Jewish. Right. Okay. So say that that's happening. Now look at this. This is going to get clipped. I got the, are you threatening me? I got the make America great again, you know? So yeah, this is fantastic. This is being very clippable, hilarious viral content. So you see, you see things like that and you see, you notice an overrepresentation and then you just acknowledge it and then you move on. And, and Curtis, that's what Curtis said. It's like, okay, you just acknowledge it and then you move on. It's like, you don't have to do anything about it. You don't have to dwell on it. You don't even have to care about it at all. Like who cares? Who cares, man? Because at the end of the day, the other thing that Owen talks about all the time, man, that I, I find really, really valuable is that all of these things, all of these things, whether like all of these things that like the people who like viciously like blame Jewish people for all the problems of the world. One of the things that they don't take into account is that all of those things that they use to denigrate uh, the quote unquote Jews about are all things that are just offers that you have to accept. You have to accept it. It's like, okay, they're, 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 they're corrupting the kids. Well, then you have to protect your kids, man. You can't, you're not gonna be able to protect all the kids. That's a fallacy of such an epic proportion. You can't 
protect all the kids. It's like, okay, they, they're making all the, the pornos of the world. Well then don't watch porn. Okay. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're flooding the, the pharmaceuticals and drug market. Well, you don't have to engage in that. And so, you know, the banking system, like you don't have to take out a predatory loan. Like just don't engage in it. Don't engage in their system. They're all offers, man. Up to and including like this whole vaccination thing. Like, and I'm not, not saying that that's, um, you know, anybody saying that that's specifically Jewish people. Cause there's a lot of non-Jewish people involved with that, but it's like, you know, it's all offers. Like you, nobody for like, even if you had to quit your job, like still nobody's forcing it in your arm. No one's forcing you to do anything. And so it's just all just offers. So I don't know, man, it's very, very interesting. Another thing that, uh, it's, it's big that I, I get a lot of value out of, like, particularly like with what Owen talks about is the idea of victim consciousness. And that's one of the things that he's like, he talks a lot about. He talks a lot about the idea of, you know, there, you know, do not be a victim in any way, shape or form. Um, don't, don't form your identity around traumatic events that make you a victim, you know, and that goes for all of us. For me, for me, that has to do with like addiction, for example. Right. So one of the big things in my life was that I struggled with addiction for many years, you know, like that included like, you know, homelessness and all kinds of crazy stuff, man. And there was a very traumatic time in my life, but I could very easily let that cause me to be a victim, but I refuse to be in a victimhood mentality because of past traumas. And so that's a big part of what this, this conversation is really. All right. Yay on NBC. Here we go. Okay. We're doing it live. Tonight, Kanye West's talent agency cutting ties after his recent offensive comments about Jewish people. It comes as banners supporting West appeared in L.A. over the weekend, fueling fears of rising anti-Semitism. Here's Stephanie Gosk. On a highway in Los Angeles, drivers were greeted with this anti-Semitic banner over the weekend, following a recent string of hateful comments from rapper Kanye West, who is now known as Ye. Today, his talent agency, CAA, confirmed it is no longer representing West. Several other companies recently cut ties as well, while pressure is mounting on Adidas, home to the rapper's Yeezy brand, to do the same. The thing about it being Adidas is like, I could literally say anti-Semitic and they can't drop me. The company says their partnership is under review, but has not responded to requests for further comment. Just this afternoon, his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian, tweeting, Hate speech is never okay or excusable. I stand together with the Jewish community and call on the terrible violence and hateful rhetoric towards them to come to an immediate end. West is one of the most successful pop artists of all time. But most recently, it has been his controversial behavior getting attention wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt, followed by anti-Semitic posts and interviews spreading conspiracy theories about Jewish control over the media and government. Hateful rhetoric now being echoed by a celebrity with tens of millions of followers. Both Twitter and Instagram have restricted his accounts and deleted posts, but the Anti-Defamation League believes West comments may be emboldening hate groups. Anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S. reached an all-time high last year. What happens to a hate group's message when Kanye West is out there bolstering it? Kanye West has given license to extremists across the board to evangelize their anti-Semitism. He's created a kind of window of opportunity, and they're now, flooding in. Last yeah. year, was Kanye being anti-Semitic last year? Not that I, I mean, not, not overtly, not that I remember, no. Not that I remember, so why are they blaming no. Ye on 
on the rise in anti-Semitism last year? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a very good That's question. Just, that stood out to me in that clip. Anyway. <sighs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, you can retroactively... Like the anti-Semitism is so strong that it has the power to like, it's like retroactive. Like it goes all the way back in time. It man. ripples backwards. Yeah, into it time. Ripples, that's how powerful this anti-Semitism is, is that it really yeah. does. I mean, by their logic, like it wouldn't surprise me if they actually have an argument to that effect of some kind. Like The billionaire rapper's comments are protected by the Constitution. But as Kanye West doubles down on hate, it's his business and his brand taking the hit. Stephanie Gosk, NBC News. Yeah, so there you go. That's um, there you go. <clears throat> that's just a just a backgrounder to to catch us up to speed. Um, I'll I'll do uh, <laughs> I, I'll do uh, I guess. Can you do Shapiro on Ye's anti-Semitism? Yep. yep. All right. One, this is a fun one. I like this one. Okay, this is Shapiro's take. Kanye decided that he was going to go full anti-Semitic. Kanye West, anti-Semitic. Kanye West saying an anti-Semitic thing, saying crazy anti-Semitic things, which is anti-Semitism. Kanye West. Uh, said some anti-Semitic things. And there are no two ways about this. The things that he said are not just like a little anti-Semitic, they're very anti-Semitic. This is all really bad stuff. Suffice to say, this is all very anti-Semitic and really, really bad stuff. He is saying openly anti-Semitic stuff. They are anti-Semitic. I mean, there, there's no two ways about them. No sympathy for anti-Semitic statements, I think, is a, is a fairly decent rule when it comes to situations like this one. So again, this is an anti-Semitic trope that, that basically you can't say bad things about Jews. I mean, I've made my thoughts about Kanye West pretty clear. I mean, what he said is anti-Semitic. There's no question about it. I mean, what, what he said is pure, rote anti-Semitism. I mean, this is all anti-Semitism. Kanye's anti-Semitic remarks, saying openly anti-Semitic stuff. And Tucker cut a segment from his interview with Kanye, in which Kanye said a bunch of anti-Semitic stuff. Ridiculous anti-Semitic jerk. Undoubtedly anti-Semitic remarks. Anti-Semitism and, and the scope of anti-Semitism, once again, for the 1,000th time, are in fact anti-Semitic. That's the way this works. There is the a, another literally. Kanye West <laughs> yeah. anti-Semitism story. There's no way to put this except to say that what Kanye West has been saying of recent vintage is just pure unbridled anti-Semitism. Kanye's wild anti-Semitic rantings, and, and that's what they are. I mean, they are wild anti-Semitic rantings. Again, there's no way to defend this. It is pure anti-Semitism. End of story. What he is spouting is, as I say, Der Sturmer-type anti-Semitism. Yay's anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism. An anti-Semite. Now, again, that's anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism. So, anti-Semite. Anti-Semitism. 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 Ilhan Omar hates Jews just as much as Kanye West hates Jews. Kanye decided... So, <laughs> I think we understand... Uh, I think we, we get uh, Shapiro's take on that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah it's he's, pretty clear. He's, he's not a big fan of what Kanye's been up to. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, and I think I think it's fair. I think um, there there is definitely some overreaction. But I think it would be a fair to call some of what Kanye said anti-Semitic. I don't think that's like a crazy leap. So no. I'll I'll give Shapiro that. Um, yeah. But uh, you know who is more of a fan of what? And I don't know if you follow this guy. Um, but he might have been the connection between Owen Benjamin and Ye. I would. I don't know who else would have been, but Nick mm-hmm. Fuentes. You know, I I've seen. Okay, so I've only heard of Nick because I know he has a channel on Bandot Video. I've never actually watched any of his videos, and Owen relentlessly makes fun of Nick Fuentes, like just mercilessly. Like, oh, so maybe he's not the guy. Like, like they've always they've always been beefing with each other, and like I guess Fuentes has his group of people too. Um, yeah, something like that. Groipers and. Uh, they all like kind of feud with each other. In fact, when I went to, um, I went to the Alex Jones, Alex's war premiere here in Nashville, they, they did a, they did a screening of the movie at a theater and the guy that rented the theater and was like in charge of the premiere. He was a 
Royford type guy. And we went with a bunch of bears, like a bunch of Owen Benjamin people like went there <laughs> and we started talking to him and they were like, Oh yeah, we're with Nick Fuentes. People we were like, Oh yeah. And some of them were talking shit to each other. We were all buddies. Like we we're all cool. It was all fun. We're yeah. all, we're all cool with each other, but it was just like, you know, it was a little shit talking going on. So I think there's like some feud between the Fuentes and Ben Owen Benjamin crews, but I didn't know what Fuentes was all about until um, this all came about. And then I'm like, that's really interesting. You know, he fascinates then, me. I mean, he's fascinated me for a while. I mean, he's younger than me. He's 24. Wow. And just the, um, I mean, he's got a, just having the, uh, hanging out with Ye all the time alone and just getting to meet with Trump. He's got to be just on the moon, like pinching himself all the time. Yeah, but totally. Yeah, he's, um, he's a lot more measured than Kanye's been, but he's definitely, I think, one of the main catalysts for Kanye's, um, opinions because even milo yiannopoulos distanced himself from kanye after the alex jones interview and uh, ceased running kanye's 2024 campaign so yeah what's up with that dude a presidential campaign out of this like it's, if nothing else this is going to be hilarious like geez yeah kidding me so i do see a here a clip fuentes on jews you want to play that one well do um uh do uh clip seven okay. fuentes yay is like okay. a joker okay let's do it here we go so, yay, he's like the Joker. <laughs> and he's been saying, you know, I'm like a superhero. I'm like doing something heroic, blah, blah, blah. But he said the other day in the office, he's like, but I feel more like Joker. <laughs> he's and I was dying in that. <laughs> but it's true, you know, because like you're Alex Jones and you're Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're, they're like the other criminals in Gotham and Dark Knight. They're like the mob bosses. And they bring in they bring in Joker to kill the Batman. You know, they bring in yay for the publicity they bring them in to take care of a problem which is you know they want to get traffic or they you know whatever it is on their website and so it's just like how the criminals bring in the joker and joker burns all the money and says all you care about is money this town deserves a better class criminal and they're all like horrified they're like and they're criminals they kill people and they're murderers and they're like who is this it's the same thing it's like alex jones and mard they bring this guy in and Ye is like, oh, you people care about his money. It's not about money. It's about sending a message. Everything burns. And then it's people like me. I'm like, I'm like the hungry dog. Let's see how loyal a hungry dog really is. You know, I'm, and I'm, and I'm them. You know, try out. You know, he breaks the pool cue and throws it on the floor. Groyper fights to the death. That's just who he is. He's an artist. He's a genius. And above all that, he's right. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, I mean, it's interesting, uh, assuming Nick is uh, being 100% truthful there. It's interesting that even Kanye is saying he feels like the Joker. It's like, I'm a superhero, mm-hmm. but I feel like the Joker. Because there is an, um, Kanye's always had an element of trolling um, yep. to him, which I like more than anything. But. But it's it does appear that Kanye is um, doing like a Kaufman esque performance art piece, um, at least on some level. I, I agree. I think it's it is performative. I think it is like him doing some sort of expression at some point too. You know, if I if I were to like out of all the different angles I've looked at this, like the one that really I was like, okay, this is something that would be like maybe a reasonable explanation. It's like. I made a joke recently that uh, didn't go over so well with someone that was important in my life and it kind of sucked, but I thought it was hilarious, but now I have to like check myself. But anyway, it was like, basically I created a group chat 
for my telegram group, right? So I've got a telegram group, but normally it was just me texting out on my telegram group, right? And uh, other people could comment on the post, but there wasn't like a chat, like an interactive chat experience, but I created a new one, a new interactive chat. And, uh, and I made some community guidelines. I posted some community guidelines in there and I thought it was hilarious. Let me see if I could find them here. I since deleted them because, you know, maybe it wasn't in best taste, but I thought they were hilarious. Let me see if I can find them. Okay. So these are my community. These are my only community guidelines for my chat group, everybody. So here's the community guidelines, no porn, no pictures of trans kid shit. Cause I'm sick of seeing that. No naked yeah. pictures of Hunter Biden. No explicit images of trans people or otherwise sexually deviant stuff, even if you're just trying to showcase the insanity of the left. We get it. You guys realize they're laughing at you sharing naked photos of Hunter Biden's dick and a bunch of half-naked trannies. Like They think it's hilarious that all these conservatives, half of their phone is filled with like memes and images of, of trannies and fucking like Hunter yeah. Biden's dick, right? They think it's hilarious. That's how they and, got Alex Jones, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, yeah, something like, yes, exactly. Yeah. So don't, I'm like, just don't do research, doing yeah. label research. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I'm like, I don't want any of that in here. Okay. Can you guys just knew that? But I said to be funny and ironic, I said, but here is, here's, here is things that are okay. Hate speech, bigotry, racist jokes, offensive memes, just because I, the joke being that everything we say is hate speech. Every single thing is taken and, and extrapolated. Like, oh, that's hate. Oh, that's hate. Oh, that's racist. Oh, that's big. Somebody like, got mad about that. Yeah, 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 I know. But what I'm saying is, is that like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I thought it was hilarious. Like, you, you, you cannot post pictures of trans kids in here, but you can if you hate speech. Go ahead. Because just me just having a conversation by their standards considered hate speech. So that, that was the irony and the joke of it. But anyway, so... Uh, you know, so that being said, like the, 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 the reasonable explanation as to what this could possibly be is I think after that interview with yay on Alex Jones, it was, um, Ali Alexander, which I'm not a big fan of that guy, but what he said, he made like probably the best point out of all, out of all of it. It's like, okay, well, this is us just tipping the entire chessboard over. Like, fuck you. We're not playing your fucking games anymore. Okay. I've said the thing that, that like in the continuum of things that you get so angry and triggered about there. I just said it. I just fucking said it to your face. What are you, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do? Call me racist. Okay. Then I'm racist. Now what? Okay. What are we going to yeah. do now? Like just saying, fuck you. I'm not playing this game. And the idea of the Overton window, right? The Overton window, like what's acceptable, what's considered extreme. All of a sudden we've moved like that just a little bit, just like, okay, so your your means of mind control, the way you control my thoughts and actions and behavior by policing my language is just all out the window because I said the one bad thing that you cannot say and I said it. So now what? What are we going to do now? And so I see value in that. I do like that aspect of it, yeah. Yes, I see Put value. all the cards on the table. Yeah. Just say, all right. Yeah. yeah. Like what, what do you get? That's, that's their weapon against us is like, they want us to be in a place where we're afraid to be racist, afraid to be the bad person. And so when we're like, okay, well then, Boom. I said it. Now what? Now what? What are you going to do? You got no power over me anymore. It takes, I got all the power back just by doing that. So I don't know. That's the only thing that I could be like, okay, well, yeah, but I don't know. But also the performative aspect, maybe he's just clowning. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, he was definitely clowning when he did that voice for Netanyahu. He pulled out the butterfly <laughs> net and the <laughs> bottle of Yoohoo. I'm Netanyahu. Whatever that voice was. <laughs> the Netanyahu. That is fucking voice hilarious. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's get into some hatred and bigotry. Now you could do, okay. uh, yeah, Fuentes on the Jew on Jews. 
Okay. Um, there's this, I think, very pernicious mindset that a lot of people have that if you if you start to really go after the power structure, if you really say, you know what, it's Jewish gangsters, you know what, it's the Zionists, it's Israel. People have this idea in their head that there's something that's not clever or not subtle about this, that we've got to hide and be and be careful and play games. I don't want to play games. That's why I'm up with Ye, because Ye's not playing games anymore. I know that Ye's not going to be at the Republican Jewish Coalition retreat in Vegas begging the Jews to endorse them for the 24 run. I know he's not going to be at the ZOA begging the Zionists for their favor, for their patronage in the race like Trump did. I know he's not going to take $100 million from Sheldon Adelson and do all kinds of favors for Israel and leave Christians and white Americans out to dry. So, you know, we have to have the fight. Eventually, we've got to lean in and go in. We're in a war, not, of course, violently, but we've got to lean in and actually fight on the battlefield and have the confrontation. So many people in politics want to rationalize. And this isn't you because you're you're a courageous man and, and we love you. We see you as an uncle. Quite honestly, I've been watching you since I was in high school and all the Groypers have. We love you. But there are a lot of people in the institutions who are going to rationalize their cowardice by saying, oh, that's just not smart to say that. Oh, well, it wasn't strategic to say that. Well, at some point, whether it be now, then, later, we've got to say, you know what? The Jews are not going to control the destiny of America. Israel can no longer control the destiny of America. 1776 happened because we wanted to break away from a country thousands of miles away, dictating to us what was happening in our own country. But now we're subordinating our subordinating ourselves to Israel in exactly the same well, way. Well, sure, Nick. I mean, so, there's, sure, sure. So let me have a few minutes now. There's no doubt that there's foreign powers and corporations controlling America. And there's no doubt that there's a couple different big Jewish lobbies that are powerful. And there's the Chicom lobby and a bunch of other lobbies. But when you said earlier, well, you cover Bill Gates and the WEF and some obscure, you know, stuff. Those guys literally have penetrated the governments, the cabinets. They're running things. They want a eugenics, depopulation, world government operation. And if you actually look who fills it up, it's a bunch of former, you know, Nazis, grandkids and German royalty. And I'm not saying it's a Nazi conspiracy. I'm saying the real power structure is a scientific transhumanist movement. And while we're all down here battling over all these different ethnic systems, they are taking over. That's what I'm getting at. That whole debate was great. It would have been a lot yeah. better if they weren't going to ad breaks every five minutes. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, That's frustrating. They need to do a Saturday right. special or something. Yeah. Yeah, like what they did with uh, with Ye and, and mm -hmm. Nick. But because um, they're both making good points there. I do agree that probably the WF and I'm with Alex that that's a bigger deal. Yeah. But Nick, 100%. Nick has um, brought to my attention a lot of things I didn't know. Like, for example, the amount of congressmen and senators that have dual citizenship. Dual yeah, that's Israel. a big thing. Yep. That's like, hmm. And that's okay. going all the way back. Like a lot of like the PNAC people, like the Project for yeah. New American Century, like the people that wrote the, you know, we need a new Pearl Harbor to bring about so-and-so. And then lo and behold, 9-11 happens. You know what I mean? Like the whole. Oh, yeah. Like that, well, those Israel all, was a big factor in yeah, the 9-11. Uh, 100%. Uh, yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I agree with you, man. Like, like, I guess there's some points there. But what I feel like, and this is something that like we, when we were um, – when you were uh, rebooting there, like that was one of the things I was talking about is just like, you know, I think that's where I don't agree with Nick is that he says we need this. We're in a war. We're in a war. And I don't agree with that. And I don't, I don't like that perspective on it because one of the, th like Owen had this guy named Curtis stone on and they had a great conversation about it. One of the points that Curtis made, he said, uh, 
he said, you know, what we do is you just in this situation is you just, okay, maybe you observe that. Yeah. There's a lot of people who call themselves Jews in media in Hollywood and pharmaceutical industry, blah, 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 blah. And you acknowledge it and then you just move on. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to take any action. This isn't a war. You don't have to like do anything. This is like, okay, what they're offering is just an offer. You don't have to accept that offer in any way, shape or form. It all comes down to your choice and your willingness to engage in the system. And I've chosen to not engage in their system to the best of my ability and try to find alternatives and build alternative systems and alternative community, you know, communities that can exist outside of whatever their offer happens to be. Not just, but at the same time, you know, that, you know, I think that, you know, the world economic forum and all this stuff, man, like it's all like a lot of, a lot of them are Nazis too. Ironically, <laughs> they're all like Nazi. Quite lineage, literally yeah? descendants of Nazis. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but then there's the argument and, and this is one of the things I brought clips about to talk about was like the Holocaust specifically, you know, you, you can look at that as something that's uh, been very useful to a lot of the control. Like, like, man, like, dude, like if you look at like what was, what was gained from the Holocaust by the people that you would think would be the least that had the least to gain from it. <laughs> it's insane. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, did, did you hear that clip on uh no agenda where the ADL guy, sorry, the ADL guy is on the breakfast club or something. And yeah. 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 Um, he's talking. He accidentally lets it slip. He's like, if, if, if the ADL was a profit making machine, I'd be a lot richer. I mean, well, they would have a lot more money. He, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, okay, so we see this is just a shakedown. Exactly. Um, and okay, they don't want to get rid of anti Semitism. Imagine if they squashed all the anti Semitism in all the world under every single rock and every single blade behind every single blade of grass, all the anti Semitism was vanquished from the face of the earth. Then little Jonathan Greenblatt wouldn't have a, anything to wake up for in the morning. So he would go out and he would probably, I guarantee, Jonathan Greenblatt would go spray paint swastikas on synagogues. Oh, and yeah. he would go beat up some elderly, per, some older Jewish lady trying to just buy some bagels and, uh, you know, wherever they buy bagels at. And then he would be out there committing hate crimes. I guarantee it. Yeah, it's the same reason that uh, Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson would have been out of business if they, they would never have want, wanted racism to end because it's no. their business model. No. Now, does that mean racism and anti-Semitism doesn't exist? No, of course they no. exist. But yeah. these people aren't helping to end it. Yeah. They're profiting off of you know, saying it's uh, all around us. Yeah. Um, but yet, uh, do that last uh, Nick, the Nick versus Alex, and then I'll turn okay. it over to you. Okay, okay. Here we go. In my view, just let's just get the Hitler thing out of the way. Do you actually admire Adolf Hitler? In some ways, yes. And I'm not a national socialist and I'm not, a, you know, I wouldn't Ooh. identify that way because I'm a I'm a Christian. So I'm not any kind of a socialist or a fascist. I, I like, yay, believe we should have a Christian government. It's a Christian country. God runs the world. We should have a government in accordance with that. But but honestly, I, I don't share this uh, histrionic Jewish view that Hitler is this exceptionally boogeyman, evil figure. Uh, the 20th century is full of of violence. The 20th century is full of authoritarian ideologies run rampant, and and that's a product of modernism and liberalism and all kinds of trends. Um, but but this idea that that I, my life is in any way impacted by Hitler, I have a lot more animosity for the ADL. I have a lot more animosity for the ZOA. I have a lot more animosity for the groups that have actually made my life and the life of my family materially worse personally and across the board with the society. Uh, I'm, I'm sick of being expected by Jewish media and Holocaust museums to, to beat my chest like you kind of did the other week and say, oh, I hate Hitler. I, Hitler's a 
you know, it's it's like this weird. It's like 1984, you know, when they put the face on the TV and everybody's got to get all wound up. In my view, just let's yeah. just get the Hitler yeah. thing out of the way. Do you actually yeah. admire Adolf Hitler? That's the end of it. Oh, that's the end of it. I love Hitler. Yeah, I, I like because Alex is expecting him to go. Well, of course not. And he goes, well, in some ways, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not a great look. Um, no, but no. Uh, yeah. So that's that's where Nick loses me. I think he's hilarious, and I love like the stuff he's done with Sam Hyde. And really, see, I don't know uh, anything about any of this, dude. I need to maybe maybe I'll check it out. I don't know, but. But he's yeah he loses me when he go when he's um and and the Christian nationalist thing is a little weird. It's like I'm more libertarian yeah where uh, I don't think we need a a Christian nationalist government yeah but a Christian nationalist one it's like yeah I know I have no problems with Christians but it's the same reason we don't we don't want a um, a government run by Judaism yeah uh, we or, or really any need one by Christianity yeah or any, we don't need any, any of that. Yeah, I think isn't that very fundamental to the founding of the countries that like we're not like run by a religion because that just comes with way more baggage than we want to really deal with when you, at the end of the day because you know what's and one of the things it's crazy Owen's been talking about a lot lately is like the idea of like he's like he's always like well it's really good at least the Catholics aren't in charge like those motherfuckers are insane dude like at least it, yeah. like it's like not all these institutions are run by Catholics dude we'd be so right. fucked you know <laughs> and that's I mean? Fuentes is a Catholic. Yeah. And he may be president one day, but. Oh, uh, uh, well, you see. So I don't know. Save us all. <laughs> but I have some clips about that effect. So. Yes. So one. Of, so. All right. I'm going to bust out some Owen on you guys. All right. So this is, this is uh, you know, this is what it is. These are this. I don't know. I think this was like a couple days after the Alex interview. And uh, Owen's talking about. So like what you and I talked about um, kind of before ahead of time is he kind of has like several distinctions. He's got like the ones that are in power. Um, that he refers to as he's got, they've got the, um, you got the, uh, the deli or excuse me, the, the sodomy Jews and the war Jews, right? So the war Jews are out there causing all the wars in the world. And then the sodomy Jews are creating all the porno and like, just like subverting like this, the psychological subversion of society. And then you have the deli Jews, just your typical average run of the mill, ever just just your friends, (laughs) your buddies, your buddies are just having to be Jewish, man. And it's the deli Jews that actually do subscribe to, you know, orthodox judaism or who actually practice the faith or have some like belief in god whereas the sodomy jews and the the war jews they don't believe in god they're like luciferians they, they just like they're dark evil right but they hide behind that label right so anyway so here's his take on that so this to give you guys some context so have fun no Rothschilds were killed in the quote-unquote holocaust before world war ii germany did not have a central bank after world war ii germany had a central bank that's all you need to know about world war ii Central banking is what requires a genocide every two or three years. And I don't have a solution to central banking, so I'm not even attacking it. But these people that can talk about how we needed to bomb Vietnam, we needed to bomb Libya, we needed to bomb Iraq, we need to kill all these women and children in all these countries, Afghanistan, you know, Nicaragua, fucking Guam, you know, everywhere. But yet the only thing that's ever happened that's bad is the alleged Holocaust, which means burnt offering, which is fucking crazy. If you actually feel about the quote-unquote Holocaust, like you feel, because what's happening is these trauma Jews, these Dowie Jews, are going to take the fall for the crimes. The FTX guys and all those guys, they're not, they're not going to be blamed. They're going to be in the Bahamas. They're going to be somewhere else. You guys are going to be the ones blamed. My friend that currently hates me and thinks I'm the reincarnation of the devil 
doesn't see it. He's going to be the, I was joking with my buddy. I'm like, he's going to be the first one blamed. He'll be running on a train because of free Wi-Fi. Not that I think there's going to be trains or any of that was what it said, but you get what I'm saying. Persian Jews said, I see it now and I'm afraid, I am too afraid to bring it up in front of other Jews or even my liberal friends. I know it was exaggerated now. Not it, but see, here's the thing. There was Jewish suffering, but it was the people that are going to be blamed again. It's these people clinging on to their, like, so you got the big Jews, the war Jews, the sodomy Jews, and then you got the Delhi Jews. And the Delhi Jews are the ones like being like, you know, the big Jews will never hurt me. We have to, if we, if we side out, I'm, I'm, I'm for clamped. I can't even get the opinion out. Trout Jubert said, they never teach us what Holocaust means. A Holocaust is a guilt offering to God that is burnt whole to ashes. Who did the offering and what was their sin and what was offered? Exactly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. There you go. That was a great cutoff. Yeah, exactly. Once you get excited and bang the death. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and, that, and then that's the other part of like the title of the episode too I was talking about. It's just like the idea of the scapegoat, man. And so there, I heard a really good episode with uh, Adam from Deborah gets red pilled and um, Pete Quinones. And they were talking about, um, and I've heard Pete talk about this elsewhere too, but it's the idea of the Weimar Republic. Right. And there's so many parallels of early 1930s, Germany, uh, you know, economic depression, massive inflation, you know, lots of just like, like the degeneracy of society. And there was a lot of like crazy shit happening in that. And that during that time that parallels a lot of what we're seeing today. And we saw what happened there is that somebody, took power and, and blamed a bunch of people at, well, it's, it's interesting. Like when you start to look at some of the, some of the, uh, you know, some of the interesting facts about world war two or pre pre 19 pre world war two Germany that like, don't usually get reported. Like there's some interesting stuff there, but that all that to say is that like, you know, there was the idea of the scapegoating, like the scapegoat. And so are we seeing that now? Is that what this is all about as this economic system, the financial system, everything is coming to a crash, dude. Like this shit is falling off. I don't know what's going to happen, but are they going to try to like blame people for it again? You know what I mean? Like what he said in the beginning is like no Rothschild died in the Holocaust, man. You know, I've, I've thought about this and instead of blaming the, um, I think they would, well, it seems like they were setting up the, the, the financial collapse, at least over the last two years to blame anti-vaxxers and yeah. anti-maskers because it's like, Oh, it's not because we printed all this money and shut down the economy that everything is going to shit. It's because those people, the pandemic lasted way longer. What have because of those people over there? Yeah. I think there's going to be an element of that because um, they can't just blame like, I don't know. They can't blame it on a race or a religion that easily. I know it seems not crazy, anymore. but, but, but I don't know, man, I, I felt it too. Like that's been kind of, uh, my view, especially out in Oregon. Like it felt like, you know, they were going to, it was going to be like, concentration camps for the anti-vaxxers man, it really felt like that there were days where it really really felt like that Super they still crazy. might be able to pull that off but it's going to take uh, a little more than what they got going now yeah yeah um and then i brought one i brought one more clip about this maybe we can start talking about lizard people yeah okay hell yeah okay okay yeah. cool so this one is uh, another owen clip and so this is this is kind of what i was talking about again while you were gone is the idea of uh victimhood victim consciousness and like what you know how to like, well, we'll just go through it because it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's how these things are used and perpetrated. Like how Jesus on a cross is, uh, is, is, you know, trauma-based mind control, 
you know, how that's like, you know, back in an era where everything was kind of like nice, like it was, it was civilized and like, you know, we weren't in this society where every, we were used to just horror and atrocities and horror slasher movies and stuff. Like, you know, you walk into a church and you see like this dude like bleeding and like this, this naked dude just bleeding all over the place. Like that's traumatic. Like that's like trauma based mind control. And, and uh, he said like the Catholics perfected the idea of, you know, using a figure, a symbol like Jesus on a cross, like to like traumatize people into, um, you know, allegiance and, and servitude, really. It's like a, it's like a slave manip- like, like slave management, basically. And he said with the Holocaust, what they've been able to do is they've created 6,000 little Jesus Christs, every single, or 6 million, excuse me, 6 million little Jesus Christs. Uh, maybe somewhere yeah. between those two. Yeah, somewhere, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I, do it. I go to jail in some country for that, that slip up right there. But anyway, yeah, yeah. but, uh, but but what I'm saying is that like yeah like they've created a way to create six million little Jesuses, and it's just like and so the Catholics are like fuck dude damn it they they took our game and like one upped us so yep. anyways here's a clip on that because the Jews took what what the Catholics had which was really really effective slave management he has risen exactly it's completely disrespectful and blasphemous and evil to depict Jesus like that. Even the Orthodox aren't this blood crazy. You know, like these images do two things. The gold, imagine being somebody like a laborer uh, hundreds of years ago. And you would work your whole life so similar to Holocaust museums. Wow, exactly, Toronto Joubert. Those are the connections I want being made right now because it's not about teams. It's about slave management. This is the Holocaust Museum of the Catholics. It's about trauma. And so you work your whole life and you don't even get an ounce of gold. You'll never see an ounce of gold in your life. You go in and you see a church filled with gold, filled with riches and filled with death and blood and murder. Bagel boys coming in hot. Yeah, because I think the top of the bagel boys, like the Larry David ancestors, the ones who manage slaves, understand how to break them young. And it's images of horror that real quick because uh we were talking about they're like well where does larry david fit in with that but he it's ironic in that episode this was like the episode from like yesterday the day before he has a clip of like some interview larry david did where some interviewer was interviewing larry and they were showing him his family lineage and they found out that larry's like great grandpa had like slaves or something like that so that's what that was in reference to so apparently the davids were slave owners so that was yeah cool. i could see it yeah 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 pretty pretty, pretty. pretty good Bagel Boys coming in hot. Yeah, because I think the top of the Bagel Boys, like the Larry David ancestors, the ones who manage slaves, understand how to break them young. And it's images of horror. You know, the Holocaust Museum is the modern church. And you can say, oh, it's all inverted now. No, no, the the Catholic Church was a Holocaust Museum. Instead of six million, it was one. You ever, you ever ask a Jew that's in the, or anybody in the Holocaust religion, because there's a lot of Christians in the Holocaust religion, in case you haven't noticed. They're called Zionists. Okay? Evangelical. Oh, if you bring up the Holocaust, you question the, any, any character. The one funny thing to do is just go, do you think any of them were pedophiles? Out of six million, which obviously the numbers inflate, obviously. But let's just say it's true. Out of six million European Jews, how many of them were like rapists and pedophiles and murderers? You got to assume at least 100,000 were good kills, right? And they go nuts. Every one of them is a perfect lamb. The lamb of God. 
the burnt offering, like Christ, the perfect lamb to offer, <laughs> right? That's why I'm not, that's why people tell me I'm not Christian. Because I believe Christ's message was to elevate, was to get around the Pharisee, to no longer be a slave to man, but only a slave to God, right? Statistically speaking, if you look at the uh, character and professions of a lot of the Jews in Europe during the quote-unquote Holocaust, a lot of them definitely were committing capital crimes, but if you, if you say that, if you say, wow, and by the way, six, there weren't six million Jews in Europe. But if you say that, if you question any element of it, they react exactly like a Catholic. Because I've lived in a time when this religious transfer has happened. In the 80s, you would be yelled at if you question any aspect of this trauma-based mind control. Like if you said, why is there a naked guy in a medieval... T- the comedians were doing it. That's why I, I got so into comedy. As you could see the... Uh, like, um, who's the guy that everyone thinks Alex Jones is? Bill Hicks. So Bill Hicks had a bit about uh, Christians wearing crosses. And he's like, the last thing he's going to want to see is a cross. That's like if Kennedy came back and everybody's wearing a fucking sniper rifle. <laughs> right? It's hilarious. So... That's why I was so drawn to comedy because they were the only people pointing out how fucked up this is. And so right now, the comedian's job is to make fun of the Holocaust. The comedian's job is to make fun of what obviously is a program to break, break slaves. There you go. And a program to create and break slaves. Like, that's what it is. It's that victimhood mind control shit. Trauma-based mind control, dude. So. Hicks joke is classic. Yeah. I actually have a clip that um, relates into that because, yeah, you traumatize and use that trauma to enslave. Yep. Play uh, this shorty here. It's uh, clip 10. Yay on Hollywood sacrifices. Okay. Clip 10. Mom ain't here. My mama was sacrificed. Appreciate you. you understand? Yeah. Appreciate Michael you. Jordan. What about him? His dad, right? Bill Cosby, his son, right? Dr. Dre, his son. You're out in Hollywood. A lot of people come up missing. Feels like it might be a lot of that in order to control, traumatize. They want to monetize and traumatize. And God loved me. You understand? They hit me. Gap, Adidas, all that away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Chappelle kind of talked about some inter- uh, similar things about uh, what they do in Hollywood and uh, how they control it. But yeah, monetize. And uh, I already forgot what the other word was. Mm. Oh, traumatize and monetize. Traumatize, monetize. Yeah, that's what it was. That's it, man. That's it. So anyway, I mean, it's it's crazy, man. Like, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he, he, I just have no explanation. Like, yeah, I mean. I just, I don't know, man. I don't think it's going to get to a point where, like, people are going to be, like, rounded up in boxcars or anything ever again, man. I just think that it's, like, it just frustrates me how, um, like, those that are in charge are perpetuating this to to scare everybody into, like, creating this narrative where it's, like, now we can't criticize people, like, in banking entry. Like, we, we can't do it now because of this. So, I don't know, dude. I'm just, it's frustrating. It's crazy. So, Whatever. It, uh, I, I remember in college, we were told that if you like uh, one of our history professors said like, and this was um, 
God, nine nine years ago. But it was even back then. It was like, oh well, if you talk bad about Soros, that's anti-Semitic. Yeah, exactly. People that bring up Soros, you're like, what? Um, but I don't know. Um, so I spent a lot of time on BitChute. And yeah. if you ever get on BitChute, oh, yeah, I love you'll notice that a lot of people are, well, you'll find a lot of the, um, you'll find a lot of uh, comparisons to Jews and reptilians on there. You'll see a lot of really anti-Semitic, uh, what's the, what's the picture that the, the um, rubbing his hand, the, oh, the hand rubber sh- guy, yeah, yeah. Shylock Jew or whatever that's called. Yeah, something. A lot of, so there's a lot of that on BitChute. So take everything with a grain of salt, but um a man who's been accused of anti-Semitism, who in no way, shape, or form is, no, is uh, David Icke, who and I'm a big fan of. Yeah, me too, dude. Uh, here's the other thing, too, is that, like, when we were talking about things to talk about on the show, like, lizard people was the first thing that came up. And, like, we're not even, like, trying to make a parallel here, guys, between like, Jewish people and lizard people. These are two separate well, topics I mean, that we were hoping to discuss. Maybe but, you're not. No. Well, uh, <laughs> no, I think, I, think, I, think that, I think that was... Um, just for the sake of the joke, that was the yeah. uh, connection, but nothing beyond yeah, yeah. that. Just then, yeah, other yeah, yeah. than it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. It is funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, I got you. You know, I don't know. I don't know. They're very, they're very lizard-like. Old, what's his face? Um, fucking Rothschild. That guy looks like a fucking lizard. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't care. That's not anti-Semitic to say that guy looks like a fucking snake lizard. Yeah, but so does the so did the uh, a lot of like the British royalty in there. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh God. Yeah. yeah. Just gross. So. Lizard yes. people come in all races, shapes, yes. sizes, and colors. Yes, exactly. And see, you're the one that's projecting when you say anti-Semitism. Like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. All right. So, David, I dude, did you? I had David on. You've had David on too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Last year see, I had him on. Dude, isn't that awesome? Like, was it just? Um, I mean, you just had probably asked like two questions, right? Something like that. I'm imagining. Uh, I think I I took uh, questions from the chat at the oh, end of cool. the show. Nice. But uh, yeah, it was probably I probably asked him a total of like three or four questions in the hour, hour and a half we talked. Yeah, that was and then same at the here. end. I j- just a, just kind of because I mean, honestly, it's like I I don't have much, as much to add to the conversation as he did anyway. So yeah, so I I had a, he's like a, a brilliant mind in my opinion. I got his new book, and uh, I actually he was on Alex Jones like the week the weekend before we were scheduled to uh, he was scheduled to come on the show, and he was telling Alex about this new book that he just had that just came out. I was like, what? No, how did I miss this? So I ordered it and I like read it like within, like I sat down and just read the whole damn thing in like two days. And I'm happy to report that there's a whole section on uh lizard people in here. So if you want, yeah, so here it is. This is chapter nine, gods of the matrix. Um, reptilians everywhere. There you go. Sub chapter reptilians everywhere. So what this is talking about is like the hijacking of human consciousness from what used to be like a fifth dimensional infinite awareness beyond everything. Like that was what human consciousness was. And then over time we got like segmented down into this third dimensional, like meat suit reality, basically. So like, but the human consciousness, the potential of human consciousness is so far beyond. And uh, anyway, so it, but it ties into lizard people too. So it's a good yeah, book. I, well, yeah, I, I um, I love Ike, but yeah, I, I have the. It's tangentially related, and I guess this is just kind of to get us into it. Yeah, uh, it's not super lizardy, but this is the reptilian agenda laid out by nine, 
uh, by David Icke in 1998. He's standing okay. next to a highway, so you'll hear some cars in the background. Okay, cool. So this is uh, clip 20? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Across the millennium years is crunch time in this whole agenda, crunch time for the human race. This is the time when this network of interbreeding bloodlines wants to bring in its global fascist structure of a world government to which nation states would be administrative units, um, of a world central bank and a world currency, a, a currency that wouldn't be cash, it would be merely electronic, for which there are fundamental implications for human freedom. And also the world army, which is designed to be NATO, um, expanding and expanding as it is now, of course, to become the fully-fledged world army, world police force. And underpinning that little lot is designed to be a microchip population in which we are microchip with our financial details, our medical details, etc., etc. Um, and that would allow not only electronic tagging, people knowing where we are all the time, it would allow the external manipulation through this electronic means of our mental and emotional processes. This will happen unless the human race wakes up and wakes up fast. And to do that, we need to understand what's really going on. And to let people know that we've got to stop beating about the bush, stop pulling punches, stop pussyfooting around, keeping information from people, oh my goodness, how will they react, and just say, this is going on, take it or leave it, make of it what you will, but this is what's going on. Yeah. Mm. Across the millennium I, years. I, uh, I think I agree with both. I love that. I mean, even way like 10 years ago, Alex Jones screaming like, I think David might, might, might be right. I think they might <laughs> yeah. be reptiles. It's like, yeah. it seems like there's definitely a, uh, some kind of subhuman or not subhuman, but um, supernatural interdimensional force behind this push of globalism and the, the blueprints for the way they're trying to enslave the whole planet. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's so anti-human like Alex always talks about. Like it's like literally people that are seeking, the throne and so that they can, you know, eventually phase out humanity, the human race and all their agendas are to corrupt our humanity. You know, it's all designed to make us feel like the whole COVID thing and just like the whole trans thing. It's like, you're not perfect. You're not uh, some divine creature made by God. You're gross. You're disgusting. And, and this is another thing Owen talks a lot about too, is like being in a city, being in a city, the, like what you, like you have less and less regard for your fellow humans being in a city. It's like, you know, you, you just like, you see somebody just homeless on the street, just passed out. You just step over them. Like they're a pile of garbage. Like you have less regard for your fellow humans and you start over time to look at humans as mm -hmm. less valuable and it just diminishes people's worth, you know? And when really like at the end of the day, we're all born like these perfect little beautiful creatures, but then life just, you know, has a way of, really being hard on all of us and some of us fall really hard, you know, and, 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 and it's just like, but, but we still are all people. We all still have that single point of consciousness. You know, we're all still representative of that consciousness. And it's like, you know, it's just crazy how, uh, all of these agendas are trying to pull us away from our humanity. And that's like a force. Like I see that as like a force. Like it's like, it's almost like, like whether they're, they're people that are being propelled almost like they're possessed to carry out this force or it was just like a blanket, like a net that's cast over. But it feels like this very deliberate force that's being used to like take us so far away from our humanity, man. And even us just like sitting here having a conversation on the screen, like some people would argue that this is like uh, detracting from our humanity. But I, I don't know. I don't. I don't agree with that because like 
I, I feel like I've made so many connections with so many amazing people via this technology, right? So the yep. technology in and of itself isn't like something that's pulling us away from our humanity, but you know, it's definitely hijacked it and changed what it means to be human for sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, yeah, like you said, the connections that I've also made, um, are all in all a net benefit with technology. As long as you're not staring at it, it's okay to talk to people on screen. Is you're not, you're not staring at the, the screen all day, every day. I think you'll be yeah. all right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, but yeah, dude, it's not a human force. There's something, I mean, when we talk about like the idea of this being a spiritual battle, man, like it feels like evil, like it really feels like evil. And then it manifests in weird, different ways. You know, it's almost like people, some people are uh, vacant. Some people are, are hollowed out and then they're able to be infiltrated by that force. And it's probably the trauma. It's probably this, this, this society of trauma that we have that vacates people that allows these like evil forces to even, you know, indwell with inside them. You know what I mean? Like it's, it seems like that's, I mean, that's the only explanation. Like, I don't know. And, and of course all these evil degenerate negative things are the things that are being propped up and, and being, you're told that you're virtuous. I'm not, you know, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Virtuous. uh, There's, there's definitely, uh, uh, yeah. Like, like I said, there's definitely some, I mean, I think technology itself probably came from uh, it's alien. A lot of it's alien technology. Yeah, it came from somewhere. Well, um, the idea of like interfacing with yeah. yeah, interdimensional, like interfacing with interdimensional beings that are providing technology in exchange for the blood of children, right? Isn't that the claim? Perhaps like you, you bring yeah. us, you, you create suffering and pain in the world, and we will reward you with um, technology. That's what Hitler was into, right? The, uh, yeah. the the real society and the witches he traveled around with and what NASA adopted. It's like you smoke DMT or, you know, take a you, you child sacrifice in combination with psychedelics. And then the clockwork elves and the giant mantis mm-hmm. man should come up, come and show you how to build a rocket ship or a, the Internet or whatever. Whoa, that'd be that'd be crazy, man. That'd be crazy. I never did DMT. I never I never went down that road. I don't recommend it. No, no. I've, I've heard mixed someone who's done it a handful of times. Yeah, it's just too. It's. It, I feel like it's what happens when you die, and I don't think you're really meant to have your soul leave that far out of your body. Wow, interesting. I, I've been, I've done a lot of mushrooms. I've had a lot of mushroom trips, and that was very you know powerful. I'm glad I had those experiences when I was younger, but you know, I uh, yeah, no, I can't do it. Can't do it anymore. I'm trying to like elevate all naturally these days. So yeah, well, I, that's that's uh, the. That's the uh, what's Yoda said the easier, faster, quicker, more seductive, whatever that thing was. It's like the psychedelics are kind of they can be that route, whereas, like, you know, you spend the putting the time and effort through just maintaining a healthy lifestyle and fasting and uh, taking care of yourself and spiritual practice. That's probably in the long run gonna be uh, gonna be better if you can do it, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Fasting, huh? That's interesting. I haven't, I'm, I'm not, I actually do kind of like intermittent fasting. Like I don't really eat much during the day. Usually when I get home from work, I'll have like one big meal, but that's something I wanted to do. In fact, I might, I just got a call that I'm not, my, my job got canceled tomorrow. So I don't have anything to do for the next couple of days. I might as well just fast while everyone's eating like shit. I went, <laughs> to a Christmas, I went to a Christmas party last night. I had like, dude, I had like seven cookies, like big ass cookies, dude. It was so bad. So maybe my body, maybe I need a fast. I don't know. I'm not a big sweets guy. 
No, nah, see, I'm not either, but I just couldn't resist. That's how you know you're not a lizard person, though, because they only eat, like, um, well, not just baby blood, but also, like, m- <laughs> mice and rats and oh. insects. Okay, okay. They don't eat cookies, though? Probably not. Maybe baby blood cookies. That's hilarious. Uh, do the do a just little teaser here. Do uh, okay. the last clip on there, the reptilian anthem. Um, let's see. They're all not in order. So, real reptilian anthem. Got it. All rise for the reptilian anthem. Let's get down to business. We reptoids have had a great decade. Thanks to propaganda in the media, we have made society more tolerant of our kind. From the Geico Gecko to the Shape of Water. We even got K. Rule in Smash. We did it, everyone. No, that's hilarious. They K. did Rool it. In Smash. They did get K. Rule. So, the, yeah, the, the, it's not all bad things that the, the reptiles are doing. Um, I got one more from this. It's a it's ma- yes. it's mainly a propagandistic show on Netflix to make fun of uh, conspiracy theories. I've heard of that. What's that show called? Inside Job. It's a cartoon. But okay, uh, I've heard of that. Wasn't there another one with like? Um, what's oh, there was it? a Mike Myers one. Yeah, I was gonna say Mike Myers with Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah that yeah. one was. Yeah, they're both like. I mean, Mike Myers basically played Alex Jones. For, That's awesome. Yeah, That's hilarious. That's it hilarious. was. It could have been. Yeah, it was. There's it's definitely cringe and it's definitely like mocking people who believe this stuff. But it's also, you know, maybe some people uh, will maybe it convinced some people that lizard people are real. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, Maybe. I think all of that stuff is like it's just going into all these things that they make fun of us about, like all the Steve, Steve Colbert, Stephen Colbert clips where they're making fun of us and Jimmy Kimmel where they're talking shit. It's not going to age well. It's not going to age well in like two or three years. It already has. It already hasn't. Yeah. Yeah, You could pull up clips like those old, those like, like that clip that's the famous clip of Stephen Colbert dancing around with his little vaccine, those needles, you know what I mean? Like that famous clip, right? Where he's dancing around with those big injections, like the Pfizer. They're like, did it, did it, did it, did it, Pfizer. Vaccine. Vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, It's like the worst cringiest thing ever. It's like, you know, when, when people are like, when like Fauci and all these guys are like hanging from the gallows, like for their crimes after they're convicted, you know, it's like, that's not, they're, they're not going to age well, dude. It's like once, once all the truth comes out, what about Kimmel, man, saying that people that didn't get vaccinated should die and not be allowed in the hospitals? Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's I remember like, that. He's yeah. like a uh, guy having a heart attack who didn't get vaccinated. Uh, see you in hell, Wheezy, or whatever he said. I was like, oh, well, I can't remember exactly what it was. I was like, geez. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, it's 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 not going to not gonna age well. So, yeah. I got so, one, one more shorty from Inside Job. Okay, uh, which one's that? 25. 25 reptilians on inside Breaking, you're the life go. of this party that's the most natural smile i've ever seen out of mark zuckerberg <laughs> so the song shake it off was about how i shed my skin every thousand years and the song bad blood was about how i drink blood out of my grammys a ghost to blood save some blood for paul rudd <laughs> <laughs> I, I like uh yeah, so it's Paul Rudd, the Queen of England, and I don't know who Taylor Swift or some artist, uh, all just drinking baby blood out of goblets. But you know, it's it's tongue in cheek. Obviously, the writers yeah. of the show are, are are making fun of that. But uh, there were there is all more people than you would think that are former government that are uh, all in on the lizard people thing, which I find interesting. But mm. uh, but yeah, um, 
run uh, 30, Alex got Collier on Reptilians, because this guy, I didn't find out about him until this week. Have you heard of this guy? I don't even know um, his name right. No, let's check it out. Let's check it out. He was on Art Bell a lot, but okay. yeah, this is a, yeah. They've been Man, here. Some of them have been here a long, long time. They have lifespans that are thousands of years. Uh, uh, they're carnivorous. They are not friendly to mankind, um, at least the ones that are here. Are they carnivorous? They eat humans? Yes. And they need to be, they won't eat a dead human. It has to be alive at the time of the killing. Their preference is children. You know, and we've been told, we've been told, you shouldn't talk about that. You know, there are other people say, well, you better not talk about the reptilians. Well, you know, uh, bull, you know, uh, why not? According to the Andromedans, they're responsible for 31,712 children disappearing in the last 25 years from the United States. These children were food. And I'm supposed to just shut up and not say anything about it because people don't want to hear it? That's tough. That's tough. You know, Westchester County, in the last five years, 3,000 children in the Westchester County, New York, have vanished without a trace. Where are they going? Why are we allowing this to happen? And why should people... Stay in denial about now, it. Now, how are they able to do this? How are they able? Huh. To, how are they able to? How are they able to do it? How are they able to come up out of this from underground and do it? Or do they have? There are tunneling systems work? everywhere. They're being helped by the Greys, and also there are groups within the higher echelon that are actually helping them acquire this. So human beings are abducting the kids and giving them to the Greys to in turn give them to the Alpha Draconians. That's right. That's part of the deal. They won't come up as long as we feed them down there. You understand, it's about human beings selling themselves out. The echelon attitude here, the needs of the few outweigh the needs of humanity. And sorry, that just isn't right. You know, but it's going to have to be humanity that's going to rise up and take the stand. You're just going to have to turn off your televisions. They're going to have to get in their car. They're going to have to fire everybody in Washington, D.C. that knows and does nothing. And they're going to have to do something. You know, this apathy's got to end, otherwise the way we live is going to end. Period. I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, and I'm not coming from a fear space. I'm really quite angry about the apathy and the fact that, you know, when people give lectures and try to tell this, people want to stand up and fight with them. Look at what's happening around us. The indications are everywhere. Everywhere. The truth is now an obscure thing. I didn't realize, like I said, like I've always kind of tangentially liked the lizard people idea, but never mm-hmm. really looked into it. Kind of like the birds aren't real thing. I know the yeah. birds aren't real is a joke. The lizard people yeah. thing is has uh, more people that buy it, but um, I didn't realize how commonplace the belief that they actually live underground is. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I always thought, I mean, is that does that correlate with like hollow earth type theory for me? Yeah. Like, um, like yeah, and you know, it's like if you ever played, I don't know if you were much of a gamer, I'm not much anymore, but the Gears of War games was like this. Maybe a little bit, yeah. Yeah, the, there's all like a, another species that evolved underground in Earth and event, they've been preparing and they rise up and take over. Um, it's it, All these um, accounts of lizard people, for the most part, they are not, well, usually they don't seem to be from third dimensional space, but they phase shifted in from another dimension to get here, like uh, more of a demonic or, or extra dimensional thing. Um, but uh, I guess, uh, un- yeah, do the next one, underground feeding. 
Because okay. this this kind of freaks me. If this is real, then uh, oof, that's freaky. Okay, underground feeding, everybody. There is a large processing plant beneath Yelm, and there, there are humans down there that are basically a food source. And this was what was coming out in and out of aggression with the people that Barbie had worked with. And she showed me that one video, and wow, it's just, uh, yeah, it's all about a processing plant. The, the one woman in particular was saying, Barbie asked her, you know, well, what do you think is going down there, on, on down there? And she said, well, I think the people down there are a food source. And, you know, David Icke has said this. A lot of other people have said this. It's, it's well yeah. known yeah. within the hardcore UFO abduction researchers that we are not at the top of the food chain. We really got to grow up, people. I mean, not, not you people, of course, but for, for those people that uh, are still in denial, still stuck in what I call, you know, the surface level stuff, you know, the New World Order and the banks and all that, they really, because as above, so below uh, in, in the dark sense, because the satanic ritual, for example, the cannibalism that goes on. Those people are full-on, hardcore reptilian-human hybrids. And when they get into those feeding frenzies, that's when a lot of the shape-shifting starts. Exactly what Arizona Wilder talked about. So yeah. what Arizona Wilder talked about is going on on a much larger scale underground. So um, he, he brought up Arizona Wilder, and that sent me down another rabbit hole. I didn't realize I'd already seen stuff by her, but she was... Um, a self self purported mind control slave. I believe she was mm. one of the ones that um, what's the name of that former FBI guy interviewed? Um, Dang, I don't know. I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Ted something. Ted Gunderson. Oh, Ted Gunderson. Yeah, you interviewed yeah. him. I think so. I'm almost positive. Damn. But but she she was um she's a and, and when you get you when you're an MK Ultra victim, I always you know take everything you say with a grain of salt because. They could have implanted any kind of fake memories in your head. But um, uh, clip 33 is her uh, part one of a three-parter clip with David Icke interviewing her about um, how the the reptilians that are in cahoots with the government kind of run things. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. All right. This is uh, Arizona Wilder, Mind Control State. What, it, what it's all about is that the blood and the menstrual blood contains something that is important Uh for the propagation of this race that is controlling things on this planet is they're called the Illuminati and the Illuminati are actually run by these 13 bloodlines which are all of the royal families in in Europe and and, uh, in England and um, they um, need the blood because they are in fact not human they take human shape they are reptilians and they need the blood the blood helps them maintain their reptilian shape and it helps them maintain their sanity and it helps them to live in this world because they are not from this world but what they need is for it to be secreted in the blood is they need terrorization of, of their ding, 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 adrenochrome. They, mm. before they are killed for their blood. And it they have to terrorize them to get this to come out in the blood and be secreted in the blood. 
they are killed at that moment as they are staring into their eyes and not only do they do they they can't hold their shape when when this happens they the human shape the human shape they cannot hold they go back into reptilian shape as this is happening because it, it it's a it's like an animalistic um um type of of excitement oftentimes they can't they, they will just rip into the victim and eviscerate them and start uh eating the flesh of, of, of this person too and the fat from the the uh, intestinal area is highly valued as they use it on their skin and what it, what it's all about is that the blood and the menstrual blood contains something wow. that is important uh, for the propagation of this race. You can cut it there for that one. Okay, okay. So, well, it kind of makes me think, you know how, like, if a girl's on her period um, and you're in the woods, that you're more likely to get attacked by bears? Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, that makes sense. I think it's a bullshit urban legend. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but, okay. But I'm just thinking, like, you know, Watch out, because lizard people will find you, too. Oh, yeah. If you're, like, in a cave. Yeah. If you're underground in a cave uh, and a girl's menstruating, Oh, jeez. Watch out. Watch out. Look uh, out. I hear there's a lot of caves around here in Tennessee, Kentucky area, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I, I've gone to, back when I was a little more, uh, what's the word, uh, risk, a little more of a risk taker, I would go spelunking in some, like, uh, little caves around here, like, uh, East Tennessee. Dude. And uh, rescued a dog out of one one time. Found really? Found a dog that was stuck in there. And it's like, how? how it's like a, the fact that it hadn't starved to death. But yeah, we hit, we got a rope and pulled it out. That's insane. That's amazing. Like, there'd be crazy. You'd have to belly crawl. And we found like albino bats. And it's just like, it's dangerous as hell. Because if, you, if, if you're belly crawling through a long area just to get to a part that, you know, we like a cathedral sized opening we found yeah. at the end of one but it's like if you're you know if, if a flash flood hits and your belly crawling through a tunnel in a cave it's over so Oof. i don't really take risks like that anymore because it's ha it happened uh around the same times i was going in the same caves i was going to so really yeah. wow dude okay well it's then never freaking. mind yeah no i'm good i'll go but, on like i mean the yeah the guided tour ones and yeah. and just like you know you can really go into any cave you want just don't uh just don't get stuck <laughs> or uh, don't go anywhere where you can't get out in a moment's notice. Is for real, thing. dude. So I'll stick to the touristy one. That sounds good. Yeah. At least for now. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. Or, and, and never go alone. Always go with a buddy. Exactly. Thing I didn't do right. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Um, man. But I made it out. So good. But, uh, yeah. Well, I got, I, I, did. I, I got uh, two more clips okay. on, um, from Ike inter interviewing Arizona Wilder. Um, I, I haven't listened to them in a little bit, so I'm I'm not exactly sure what I pulled, but I'm sure okay. they're interesting. All right, let's do it. And I appreciate you grabbing these. I didn't get around to getting any uh, reptilian clips. I figured we'd just chat about it. But so kudos, good on you, man, for coming prepared to work. And that's awesome. <laughs> no problem. All right, here we go. Number thirty-four, more Ike interviewing Wilder. I believe there's a time coming that what I what I because of what I've been told, when they are not going to bother having to hold that human shape. At, as they had to before and they want that time to come it's been about 4,000 years ago the Aryan or the uh, reptilians Freudian arrived slip there. here 
mm. and again began to take over. Uh, and they in, they instilled themselves in different places uh, underground in in the uh, earth and also this one part of them the ruling part took over and became involved in the politics and in the religion um, and started controlling through these means at that point in time. Reptilian, that come from another dimension, they actually they materialize from out of another dimension and are present at rituals, and they are so powerful, and um, their, their presence is, is there's an, such an evilness about them, and they want out of this other dimension. Old ones are called out, um, and they are what Christianity would have called the demons. Yeah, so that's, there's a lot to unpack in that one. Um, yeah. When they, Dude, that's crazy. The, uh, first of all, that uh, the end goal is for them to just be in such control that it, almost like what was said in that inside job clip is like through propaganda, we're getting people, <laughs> the guy Ko Gecko and uh, K. Rule and Smash and all that, but it, it, there's, if if the lizard people uh, underground or um, inhabiting some human forms on the surface theory is to be believed, then it's kind of freaky that eventually they're going to just make it so commonplace or just have so much power that nobody can stop them, that they're just going to, there's going to be theoretically lizards running around. We'll have president lizard man. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. And, and then the, the other thing she said about that, they've already infiltrated the, major world religions going back thousands of years that would explain all the freaky sacrificing and pedophilia that goes on in the Catholic church, all the rumors of blood libel and uh, stuff in uh, Judaism. Um, I mean, if they've, if they've run all the, uh, all the religions have infiltrated them and totally. So how many, how many priests and politicians now and throughout history have been reptoids? Exactly. I mean, I, I I feel like that's that's the crux of it, whether it's like an analogy for the fact that these people aren't human and they've like they're, they're working against humanity or if they literally are like literally lizards. It's tough to say, mm -hmm. but like either way, it seems like they're carrying out even if they're not, it seems like they're carrying things out as if they were, you know, yeah. maybe that's maybe that's part of the programming is like they get told, OK, act like the most reptilian evil snake serpent that you can with the end goal being the destruction of the human race. And you will be rewarded for your tr troubles while you're here on this earth. Yeah. And, and I'm not sure if like, like I said, I don't think they necessarily would come from Zeta Reticuli or some star system out in 3d space, but if they can, if they can through uh, somebody like, like we were talking about, like somebody that's doing uh, sacrifices and psychedelics and weird rituals and, all kinds of shit to intentionally contact these types of things or like the, the Muslims called them the jinn. The Hindus had a name for them dating back thousands of years of reptilian lizard people literally is what they referred to as uh, scaly figures mm -hmm. that were tricksters and devious and would control society from behind the scenes. So if, if it's a um, extra dimensional, almost demonic force, then, then, uh, the shape-shifting wouldn't start until that thing has fully penetrated your mind, right? Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got uh, I got one more 
from her. And then okay. that's about all I have on lizard people for today. It's it's something that uh, the rabbit hole goes much deeper. This is kind of scratching the surface on it. So I'd be down to revisit this for sure. Totally. Totally. And uh, so this is uh, number 35. More more Ike interviewing Arizona Wilder. This symbolism of the abyss, anything to do with the fact that these uh, reptilian demons of another dimension are somehow locked in a time-space uh, prison and they can't get out. And they can only get out when they're, they're brought out in that way. Yes, they want out of that dimension. They are. They have been thrown into that dimension and they can't leave that dimension. And that's actually what the abyss is about is being in a different dimension it's um it's like something to do with the fourth dimension so take us through one of these rituals that you conducted at the highest level of this global brotherhood what would happen and then they have these children that they're kidnapping and bringing in from other countries and no one misses them because these are third world countries and mm, mm-hmm. the, yep. they have the most energy, the purest energy, the, they're the highest form of sacrifice. They are used as actual blood sacrifices um, during these rituals because of, again, reptilians needing their blood. <coughs> the blood will be gathered in a goblet and it will be dispersed among the reptilians. I like the idea of the lizard people gathering around, sharing a goblet. So. <laughs> yeah, just like passing it, Ooh. passing like a joint, the blood yeah. goblet. Yeah, Dude. and uh, yeah, they, I, they got it. I, I, that idea is fascinating. Of like almost like they were put in some kind of um, interdimensional uh, prison, and the only way these reptilian, like demonic or alien beings, can get out is through. Um, humans making contact with them and and basically possessing them okay then, you you mean you the reptilians possessing space. the humans yeah the rep- yeah 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 because they're Dude. in some kind of galactic prison right now and and the the way to get out is through a, a human conduit well like what we were saying earlier how do they then open up that vessel to be possessed right right through trauma trauma um <sighs> My, uh, trauma, MK Ultra type stuff, but I think it seems like a combination of uh, ritualistic sacrifices and and uh, extreme hallucinogens. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's think tra- about it. Jim Morrison, dude. Jim Morrison went to the desert, did peyote and uh, acid, and when he came back, what do he call himself? The Lizard King. The Lizard King. Yeah, yeah. that's it, man. I think there's something to that that uh, the trauma based mind control stuff. I mean, whether you're looking at it from the MK Ultra perspective, or if you're looking at it from like you know the ruling elites. There's a book. Um, have you heard of? I'm sure you've heard of Fritz Springmeier. Have you heard mm-hmm. of Fritz Springmeier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. book, uh, the total. Uh, uh, let's see the 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 Illuminati formula. Let me see Illuminati formula used. Let me see used to create a total undetectable mind control slave. Have you heard of that book? Uh, I've heard of it, but I haven't, I haven't read it. No, you can get like That's a, right. PD, need you to... can get like, you can get like a PDF version of it. Um, Perfect. it's fantastic. I have dude. to do that. Oh, so, yeah. dude. It's so crazy. Um, I, yeah, I, I got the PDF version and then I found like a PDF reader. So I, and then it read to you like a audio book, but dude, that that's one of the craziest, darkest books I've ever read because apparently him and his partner, spouse, wife, whatever, I can't remember her name. Um, 
I was just pulling it up here. Um, anyway, they, uh, Cisco Wheeler. Anyway, they basically worked for a while, like deprogramming people that were like coming forward with like stories about MK ultra or satanic ritual abuse. And they were like helping them to deprogram. And they'd learned so much about what went on behind the scenes. And like, a lot of it is described as like from a very early age, like from like these elites, like they have children that are like, they don't have birth certificates. They don't have social security numbers. They're just born off, like off the books completely. And from a, while they're still in utero, like they would like puncture the mother's stomach, like with needles, to like poke the baby like to intentionally inflict like pain before it was even born. And then they would uh, perform a cesarean section prematurely. So the baby was born prematurely into the world. And so from the very first instance of consciousness, it was already being subjected to trauma. And then that trauma. Nazi shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, totally dude. And so they just like would literally start the trauma based mind control from like in utero and then just carry it out. And the book describes in great detail all these methods and means that they would use to, to implement and like create these, these slaves, like, and they, they call them, and they would like shatter their psyche and then instill alters, right. Alter personalities. And, uh, it's pretty powerful, wild stuff. Like this book is heavy. It's like the craziest thing I've ever read in my life. It's the same guy that wrote for those listening, the same guy that wrote bloodlines of the Illuminati. So, um, which are all, all of these are really hard books to find. Like you can't find physical copies of these books anywhere. But you can get PDF versions, you know, so whether or not they're like complete or not. But I've been trying to get Fritz a hold of him for a long time. Um, he has a website, pentracks.com, P-E-N-T-R-A-C-K-S. And they just revamped it. And Fritz has been doing interviews with this guy, Mike, who does a show called Fake Mike Real News. And uh, so he's kind of emerging back on the scene. But Fritz has a crazy ass story. Like he went to prison for like 10 years because he got... <laughs> Wow. He, he got like uh set up in some bullshit. Like it was almost kind of like a Ruby Ridge type thing where like, it was like a bunch of federal informants, like set him up and like, he got lured into doing like a bank robbery or something or something, something got involved with some sort of bank robbery Jesus. situation. Yeah. And like, anyway, but yeah, uh, sounds awesome. yeah, it's a crazy, he's got a crazy, I've definitely heard I've, yeah. heard, I've heard things about him, but yeah, I've never read, read his book. So I'll but put yeah, that, put that on the list of, of required reading for this year. Dude, the mind control um, slave book is amazing. Do you what you you're uh, the puncturing the um, fetus while it's still in the womb? Yeah, made me think of it. it kind of I, tangentially made me like think to the earlier when they're talking about there's feeding um, or uh, basically procurement of the of food for reptilians underground. But even like reptilians aside, I've always wondered, and it's a dark idea, but it's. I'm sure it's been done. Just a question of, is it still done and how, on how big of a scale, but dumbs like deep underground Mm. military bases. Yeah. I wonder if there's like generations, if not multiple generations of human beings who were born in underground bases for experimentation and have never left. And have probably their kids are now in those same bases. Well, if you were an elite or, and you were trying to create fresh child blood for these, lizard people or whatever sacrifices yeah. need to be done of course you would just make yeah. them in a lab underground and then there's no record or paper trail or any yep. anybody knows but then now you're just creating consciousness you're creating consciousness that uh for the sole purpose of inflicting pain and suffering it's like that's probably why i mean that's that's kind of why like we're seeing what's happening in the world is like you can't do that like the universe won't let you get away with that forever you can't 
Like I always think that the that good's going to win, but if there literally are people with underground military bases and they're literally like pumping out kids just for the purpose of like experimentation or just all evil shit, for like food, food for, for aliens, food for aliens, food for lizard people, like the universe, that's a score that will be settled. And I think we're seeing it. I think the yeah. universe is like, is settling that score. That's probably exactly what's going on here, dude. That's probably exactly it. Like the God is just like, no, you got like, you can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. You guys need to just cool we're, it. We're overdue for another apocalypse. I think I know, I know, man, but it's going to be beautiful. I think it's going to be amazing. It's going to be crazy, but I think we're witnessing it, man. We're in the most amazing time to be alive. There's no question about that. Like yeah, this dude, shit we got freaking nuts. Uber Eats and porno, man. Yeah, we got Uber Eats. We got Our porn. grandparents didn't have that. Yeah, we got Yay running for president in 2024. <laughs> well, let's, uh, in summary, <laughs> let's tie all this, wrap this up in a nice okay. little bow because okay. I'm hoping that uh, as much as I think Nick Fuentes is hilarious, I'm hoping that Yay will graduate from his anti-Semitism and find the real enemy is not the Jews, but it's the lizard people. And yes. I'm hoping the next collaboration we're going to see is David Icke and Kanye West Ooh. hanging out doing shows. Ooh. So, that you know, would, yeah. That would be cool. And I think it, not any more crazy than anything else that has happened with the whole Yay saga so far. So I think that's totally. a real, just possible. Dude, yeah. Sure. We need to get David in touch with Yay and they need to have a nice, like, 10 hour yeah. live stream, dude, and just sort it all out, man. Solve all the yeah. world's problems. That would be phenomenal. That'd be phenomenal. And they too, they're considered like the two most anti-Semitic people in the world. Uh, oh, that's true, huh? So I think they'd get along. Yeah, that is true. You know, I. Uh, it's funny. So there's a uh, one of like so Owen came out with a few documentaries now over the course of the last year or so, and his documentary film guy is a guy named Adam who does a he runs a thing called Film Grain Studios. And uh, I went to this bear camp out over the summer out in Missouri, and I met him and I hung out with him. But anyway he's a super cool guy. And like, I was telling him like, dude, I gotta get you on the show, you know, just to talk about like movies and stuff like that. Like, like your, your experience, like making movies and stuff. And well now apparently Owen got him teamed up with, uh, got Adam, the film grain movie guy up with yay. And he's traveling around with yay right now, like documentary documenting this whole era, this whole saga that, that yay is going through right now. And so they're going to, they're eventually going to release a documentary about this whole time in yay's life right now. But well, it's Nick Owen, Fuentes is going to be in there a lot for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's like Owen's dude is like traveling around with him, and so I I had his contacts. So I hit Adam up. I'm like, Adam, dude, come on the show, man. He's like, All right, all right, yeah, I will, I will. As soon as I get some time, and I was like, Yeah, if Yay wants to come on too, man. Like it seems like all these people that keep interviewing Yay have agendas. They have like things that they're trying to get him to say or to not say or to correct the record or all this yeah, stuff. Did you and see was, Gavin McGinnis interview? Yes, him? yes. Trying to get like, him to walk everything back. Yeah, he's like, We're trying to have an intervention. It's like, fuck you, dude. Like you don't even know. So. Um, I, I put it to Adam. I'm like, dude, just tell yeah, man, he can come on. He can come on rebunked anytime. Like no agenda. He can say whatever he wants. I think it'd be hilarious. Hell yeah. Yeah. But I don't it'd be know awesome, that. man. And so I should, you're, you're just a good idea though. I could reach out to David Ike, David Ike's people and be like, Hey, would you be interested? Maybe I can make. <laughs> Every, yeah. I'm just thinking that's like the two, those two minds meeting, I think is the next logical step because yeah, as much, there is definitely, you know, the, the GAQ, the great JQ, the Jewish yeah. question. That's a question that you you deserves to be asked, but it really is a dead end because no one group is a monolith. Uh, no, no race or religion is a monolith. So you can't just blame everything on Jews, but you can br- blame everything on lizard people because yes. really they're not people. Yes, exactly. So Yay needs to graduate to the next logical step, which is uh, 
lizard people. Lizard and people. That's, uh, I think we I think we did it, man. That's it. We did it. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Well, dude, tell tell everybody where they can find your show. That was a that that, that was a nice uh, kind of a taste of like what what Chris does over at uh, at Abs and Six Pack, um, Sir Seat Sitter, Shitmass.com, or you can listen to the show live at Podtar.com. But yeah, uh, yeah tell us Shit more about head. the show, man. Tell me about the show, and also tell us about the uh, the douche uh, the uh, douche. Uh, what do you call it? The douche. Oh, the battle of the douche. The battle of the douches. That's it. Yeah, tell us about the battle. No of the agenda douche gave us a fantastic shout out on like a two or three minute shout out. Dvorak Hell was yeah. talking about that on their. I think it was on their fifteen hundred or fifteen hundred to one episode. So yeah, that gave us a cool bump. But uh, we I, we're gonna bring that back at some point. Um, but for now, we um, the idea was we we brought. Uh, eight douchebags, put them in brackets head to head, let people call in, let people vote on who advanced to the next bracket based on the clips of who was douchier. <laughs> and so uh, we ended up, Bill Gates ended up winning the championship where we put the first eight winners head to head. I don't know if I, but, uh, but yeah, Rob do, it was on there. Couple nice. times, Cretchen from OBDM, um, you know, all kinds of people. There's too, too many to name, but, uh, it's, we'll bring it back and I'd love to get you on there for sure at, at some point. Cause, um, but yeah, um, and I believe Dvorak, uh, Dvorak will be coming on sometime next year for nice. bag battle. So, dude, that's so but cool. Yeah, um, we you do go to ba- ship my ass. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say we do a battle of the anti semites. Who's <laughs> the biggest anti semite? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's you could you could do that, but it's uh, by whose definition of anti semitism? Exactly, exactly. And then we just be playing anti semitic clips the whole time, just like yeah. these fucking Jews. Ah. <laughs> But yeah, it's a uh, shitmyass.com. You can uh, go to the top right uh, corner in the drop down menu. There's greatest hits, the link to listen on Spotify. I think there's a podcasting 2.0 link and all that good stuff. And then, yeah, uh, live streamed uh, at podtard.com. And then so I'm posting this on my end and it's going to take some editing, but I'll send you the uh, my edit for your RSS feed if you want to. That way cool. we're not both doing the work. Yeah, that uh, works, that. man. I I don't know. I'm debating about that. I don't know whether to just put it out or just clean it up a little bit because it's already out live and it's just going to be a, out yeah, there. Yeah, I was so. going to say I'm a little perfectionist when yeah. it comes to like any audio issues. I always want to take that out, but yeah, yeah. If you want, I can send you my edited version. But yeah, for totally. my feed, uh, yeah, tell everybody. I obviously uh, rebunked and dude, I've been loving what you've been doing. Like the uh, you came out the gate swinging. I got to say, with the uh, the new podcast after you left Trucilla. Thanks, man. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't messing around and like I just didn't want to like back down. So yeah, man, it's been good. Rebunk.news, anybody if you want to check it out. And I'm rebunked at rebunk news on all social media. So there you go. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, and then you got yep. um your like you said, your own band video too. And yeah. Thanks to Rumble. you, man. Thanks to you. We need to get you a freaking video show going and then we can get you on band video someday. But oh yeah, I forgot I kind of made the connection between you and do i was about saying yeah you 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 suggested how to get a hold of do and i was like oh yeah bam that was it so you've been a you've been a huge uh i mean you opened up a lot of doors for me man i went and i went down dude okay so here put this on your calendar we're going to infowars Summerfest 2023 i don't care what you're doing we're going okay okay when is this let me make a note i don't know it was in august did i tell you about that trip did i tell you about all that shit i saw the pictures yeah dude it was fucking insane dude like that sounds awesome. We, we were swimming in fucking Rob Dool's Rob Dool's pool at his house, dude. Fucking <laughs> like he took it, and then they all went like we we went out and like uh they went like Rob's friend was playing some show like a in a band like at some bar, and so we went and checked it out. I was a designated driver. They were all getting fucking like you know a little little 
you know, they were cutting back a little bit. And then yeah. Rob's like, Rob's like, Rob's like, all right, let's go down to the studio. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. So like, he gave us like the midnight fucking full access tour of the studio, dude. It was nuts. And yeah. then, and then That's the awesome. next, and then the next day, Matt Baker and Frank went on with uh, Harrison. And uh, that was a trip. Fucking ran into Alex in the hallway. He was just like walking by. And we're just like, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> it was such a fucking trip, dude. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. Jesus. Yeah, I'm a, I would I would love to do I've never even been to Texas. So Okay. Well, we're going. That would, that'd be something that'd make it worth the uh worth the journey. Dude, it was yeah, so dude's, dude's a great guy, man. Dude, um I've never even, met him, but I've talked to him for at this point hours and hours and hours, and he's just a genuinely great guy. Yeah, he's super fucking awesome. He's way taller than you thought. He's like six three, six four, maybe. Like I he kind of took me off guard. I was like, whoa. Fuck yeah, he dude. also had a he had a real big role in the Alex's War documentary. Yeah, he did great. About that. Yeah, he yeah. did great in that movie. Dude, he wearing so. that he wearing that beret in the, yeah. in the vest. He looks like a GI Joe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so, dude, yeah. So, I think last year was in August. So, we'll stay tuned. and We'll figure it out. Sweet. So, well, yeah. Um, what's the What's the uh, best website again for you to tell my people? It's oh um, yeah, rebunked.news. Rebunked. Dot news. All news. the links are there. Yep. And I'll uh yeah, and I'll put that in the show notes so people can just Actually, give it a good old click. Totally. I want to give it a couple of shout outs too, a couple of other things we got going on. So uh we're gonna be uh so I do the substack for the last American Vagabond. That's T L A Vagabond.substack.com. There's awesome content on there as well. Um, we're just cranking out all kinds of cool stuff. So definitely check that out. If you guys want to get the drop on information that's way ahead of the times when it comes to like vaccine stuff and all this nonsense, definitely check that out. And uh, we are myself, Ryan, and then Courtney Turner of the Courtney Turner podcast. We're all here in the Nashville area. We're launching a uh, media production company in January. And we're going to hopefully start doing some bigger, big things too. So, I mean, you're not that far away, man. Like we're, we're trying yeah. to bring other people on to help. So let's just stay in touch about that too. But okay, yeah, dude, next you know. time I'm in, it's been a minute, but next time I'm in Nashville, I'll definitely be hitting you up before I okay. come out there. Cool. Yes, please do. And then I want to definitely tour the state a little bit. So I'll let you know if I'm ever in your, your neck of the woods. So sweet dude all right guys well thank you all for tuning in and th- thanks for your patience with all the tech difficulties but we we did it we got one in the bag here so i'll send you the awesome. file when we're done and uh, all right guys thank you all so much peace thanks man hi this is gilbert gottfried and i just watched that podcast abe and a six pack and it was the worst it was the worst shit i've ever watched it just shows Anybody can have a podcast, and uh, even by those standards of anyone having a podcast, uh, this one was shit. It's like, uh, it's stupid, it's boring, it's a waste of time. And, uh, you know, there are two-year-olds with podcasts that are more worthwhile listening to than that. It, it's just, uh, don't waste your time. Really, really avoid it like the plague. Abs in a six-pack! A-B-S-N-A-6, the number, P-A-C-K dot com. Coming before the compilations. If you notice in that clip, Nick Fuentes is like, yeah, he's talking about how much he loves Hitler. So, peace in a pot. Alex Jones looked uncomfortable. Why? Alex Jones brought him on to whitewash it yes. and go, oh, you're yes. not a Nazi, right? And he's like, no, I do like Nazis. Oops. So you're going to see it, right? And so he looked uncomfortable for that reason. And of course, we've got a comment about the the, the mask. I mean, uh, I think Marvel picked the worst time to introduce their new villain. Don't do him dirty, don't do him dirty like that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, about I'm not Marvel, even a Marvel fan, but like, don't do that to them. But apparently the new villain is the black condom. Okay. So 
What is that? I mean, look, in a sense, Nazis have to be embarrassed that this guy is representing them. But here's another analogy. He looks like the gimp from Pulp Fiction. 100%. That's what I, I thought of. And, 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 but that's what the right wing has done to his mind. They've turned him into the gimp mentally. I don't look. And I, so he like literally showed it. He's like, oh, okay, I'll, do, I'll come out and dress as the gimp. So that's the pathetic state that the Nazi Kanye West is in. All right, let's do the compilations. I've done a lot of study. I think Hitler was a really bad guy, and I repudiate what Hitler did. I understand that the British intelligence set him up and used I, him. I, I like Hitler. I, I don't yeah. like Hitler. And I know you're trying to be shocking with that. I'm not trying to be shocking. I like Hitler. I I see I I see good things about Hitler also. You can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table. Especially Hitler. Yeah, I don't I don't like the word evil next to Nazis. I think we need to look at <laughs> Oh my goodness. Just because you don't like one group doesn't mean the other. But look, look, I love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. <laughs> well, I want to say there's a lot of good Nazis that were just fighting for their country and for them all. Like George Soros. For them all to get put in a box. They're all in a box. Every Nazi's bad. Well, could some of the Nazis have just been fighting for their country? Oh, they're all. Oh, we can't, we can't put them all in a box. All right. Do you have any comments on Hitler? Uh, uh, I, I have to did, agree with you. Schwarzenegger said he loved Hitler. They gave him an award. I, I'm just saying, I don't like Nazis, and I don't like what some of the mafias are doing either. I like Hitler. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people suffering from severe mental health issues but refuse to get the treatment that they need to you know, be stable uh, do need to be involuntarily committed. I think Kanye is a good example. Jenk. No, no joke. I think. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not kidding. I think his family should involuntarily commit him. He, I mean, look at him. He, what is that mask? What's up? We, we made it happen. We're in the building, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, what? What are you doing? You running for president? Uh, yes. If you're in that position, and we have to deal with some sort of a, a military action with China, what if China takes over Taiwan? What if uh, something happens with Syria? What if something happens with Iran? Have you thought about this? No, I, I, I believe that my calling is to be the leader of the free world. When you say your calling is to be the leader of the free world, what, what does that mean? Like, why, why would you want to do that? Like, what do you want to do differently if you were the leader of the free world? Well... Um, well, when I talk, it's a symphony yes. of ideas. Picture a hundred thousand people. Were you always religious your whole life? Yes, I was. I can see that you're crazy. You're thinking in all these different layers and you're looking at things from all these different perspectives. Well, you know, how much does the earth cost? Have, have you always been this way? Yes, you don't have a grip. No. 
hey, we're going to put you on some medication. That medication is going to calm you down. This is about to make me mad right here. The first time you see me get mad in an interview. Wow. This is who you are. What are you thinking over there right now? Would you like to interject? I really would like to talk to you about specific things. Okay. I mean, it was a beautiful, but long symphony. There's Put a, a cap on it. Uh, we don't, um, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't use just, the word cap. We don't I mean, use the word cap, cap here. An end note. No. I just said a prayer in this situation. This isn't. You said a prayer because of what? What, what, what? motivated you to say a prayer right there i am in so much fear don't you put that evil on me ricky bobby who are you uh we'll wrap it up here it's really hard to make houses 